Hey guys, if you liked today's episode and you craved some more afternoon tea, make sure to follow us on all of your social media to keep up to date at Nerd Tea Pod. Thanks for listening and don't forget to rate and review. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerd Tea Podcast and today's special episode, the beginning of our book club, which is super, super exciting. I mean, yeah, we had a few people that have read along with us, so to speak. Yep. And a little book group that we've created. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we should say we haven't completely disappeared. We were away for for reasons. It's all Lindsay's fault. Apologies. Um, you know, just to keep <laughs> you guys updated. Obviously, you guys should know by now, if you listen to the last episode, that I went on vacation for a weekend. Fun, wonderful, magical, amazing. And then I came home and got the plague. So you know, cool. So then we were out for another weekend because I was on my deathbed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The, the, the COVID got her. Yep. It got me guys. It really got me, but it was like the magical version because I got it while I was at Disney. So, you know, it's the superior version. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, uh, (laughs) so apologies if I sound still a little bit congested. If there's a couple of sniffles on here, I'll try not to. I'll try to hold it in as well. Well, I mean, that could be like ASMR as well, you know. You're just, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting everything with this podcast. Everything. It's like a whole experience. Next, we'll do like, we'll invest in 4D. Um, yes. So you guys can like sniff us while we talk. <laughs> so that's <laughs> it's like a scratch and sniff type. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. That, that aroma. Beautiful. <laughs> But anyway, we are, <laughs> yeah, we're back and we're ready to rumble, man. Um, mm-hmm. Like Claire said, we did start a book club discord to go along with this new segment that we are doing. Um, we will, I think we can add in the show notes, uh, the discord um, yes. link. Uh, and we'd love you guys to join and follow along. This is going to be like a monthly thing. So we're going to, at the end of every episode, we'll tell you, you know, what the next book is going to be. Um, <laughs> we're very we're, excited about the next. Book. We're very excited. Uh, anyway, let's get started. We are, we, uh, we picked Wretched. Mm. Emily McIntyre. Yes. Um, brand new book came out uh, a couple of weeks on uh, last last Tuesday. T- the mm, Tuesday before. So. Um, so it's been out for a little bit. Um, available in paperback and KU, obviously. Um, mm. We've we've spoken about this before on our respective social medias. I mean, you'll probably see we're both obsessed with her books. Um, oh, yes. Yeah they started these never after this never after novel series that she's doing started with hooked um and this is the third one the third entry so the entry before this was scarred um Mm -hmm. and obviously the first one was about hook and wendy and the second one was scarred which was scar and saravi from lion king yeah i mean a special shout out to our friend megan who did not realize (laughs) it was based on the lion king (laughs) 
we were like, Megan, Megan. His name Megan. is Michael Fassa. Come on. Sarah B. Uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, and this one, Wretched, is about the Wicked Witch of the West. From Which, This one, I mean, I, I will say straight away, I mean, my favorite will always be Scarred, I think. Scarred is still the superior one. But what I did love about this one is obviously the previous two, the villain was a man. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time it was the woman's go at being a villain. And it she did not flipped it. My favorite thing about these books in particular, because they are like inspired by these these stories, um, is picking apart the the references and yeah. the characters. And I found this one to be a little bit more difficult to pick out who was who. Yeah, I must um, admit I did. Yeah. For the characters, because that that's like my favorite thing. Like in, in Scarred, I was like, ooh, that's this and that's this person and this person and like all this stuff. Um, with Hooked, I feel like it was a little bit more obvious because she used a lot of the same names. Yeah. Um, so it was more like overtly this, that's that character. And then in Scarred, the names were changed. Yeah. But still sounded. Were- yeah, and, and mm-hmm. the characterizations and stuff were obviously, like, I, I, I just was, like, picking that apart, like, super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was a little bit more difficult, and I kind of liked that, because it was, like, it was, like, a mystery of, like, who's who, and, um, and... And the thing is, is, I mean, I think we've probably said it before, but what I do love about how Emily does these is that she does sprinkle in, like, sayings from yeah. what it's inspired by but it's not in a cringy way and it's a way that flows as well so it's not she's not just like picking out a random thing like I mean wasn't one of the um wasn't the nightclub called uh yellow brick yeah the yellow brick and it's like I just I just love little things like that she just made she takes little bits and puts in and it makes sense and I think that's what it's great because sometimes when you get like retellings it's too a bit like it's a bit yeah And and then she does the same thing with like the quotes that she'll pull. They're Mm -hmm. like, they're very natural. Like they make Mm -hmm. sense in the dialogue. It doesn't feel like it's just thrown in there as a like, oh, yeah, it it makes sense for what's going on. Because like I I highlighted one that I really loved um, where it was like in a flashback early on in like chapter six where um, Evie um who is the wicked witch character uh is remembering a conversation that she had with her sister Nessa which I love that her name's Nessa because that's a whole thing from wicked and everything um but she says there's no one like family Evie and there's no place like home we have to stick together and I love that like it just it's It's just so simple yeah it's so like perfect and simple and then there was like another one where it was uh the the Halloween flashback where she's like dressed up like a witch and her sister says, are you a good witch or a bad witch? Yeah. And their Um, mom was called Glinda, wasn't she? Yes. Their mother was Glinda. Yeah. Yeah. And I Um, like as well that the, the Ruby slippers type thing. And it was very good in a sense that because these shoes belonged to Nessa mm -hmm. and then it was something that Dorothy, who is a bitch in this, which I absolutely love. Dorothy took the shoes so yeah. it's like it was still keeping along that lines, but it, yeah. it obviously fit because it's, you know. Well, and the whole the whole thing is that Dorothy, 
you eventually find out in the book Dorothy did kill Nessa like she killed her and that's that's what happens in the movie she drops a house on her so it's like it's just it's great it's just like these little nods that make sense like you hit certain points of the original story but all of the rest of it is like brand new it's so great and um I really liked I loved the character of um of Nicholas yeah uh who is the tin man um they make a lot of heart references for him and that he doesn't he doesn't love like he doesn't really like know how to love and blah 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 because he doesn't have a heart and everything yeah um so yeah and his I thought it was really his character was really interesting too because the way she like introduces him is obviously he's okay so let's go back for just a second for obviously if you're listening to this we are expecting you to have read it but if you haven't if you're not if you haven't joined the book club this is kind of like an overarching storyline of it is that Evelyn aka the Wicked Witch is part of like a the mob or something like gangster like type thing Mm -hmm. um her sister is Dorothy her older sister whose name was Nessa has passed away uh and the she's there's this drug fly the flying monkey which i love that uh that's being that's being passed around it's like it's like a really good version of heroin or whatever um and the character of nicholas is a he's a cop and he is basically sent in undercover to try to find out who the supplier of the flying monkey is because they're trying to take down this like empire or whatever so that's that's basically the the story the story (laughs) is that that's the story that emily has like kind of created for this and so obviously this i really liked this character of nicholas and how he's he kind of wasn't all that like good yeah and it, it it's kind of like this interesting look into his struggle to keep his real life and undercover life, undercover life separate. Yeah. Cause they kind of start melting together. Melting. Good. Yeah. One. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 pun intended. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I, I also really like that this, uh, this book starts with a bang. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like right out the gate. Um they they like before he's even put undercover nicholas and evie like meet in a bar and they like have sex in the bathroom it's amazing yeah. like they they don't That's know right. who each other are it's yeah. they're just they just both want a bit of a good time and yeah yeah and they're both like just like drawn together and and then obviously that you're immediately like this is gonna fuck shit up when he goes undercover because they've met like they've yeah. met already so obviously complications ensue with that and because um, first of all he sees his in as dorothy mm -hmm. like he's like oh okay well i'll I'll get close to dorothy i think that's how the how the like detectives and stuff like his captain his chief or whatever like even says it like your in is is dorothy yeah um so yeah which I, i also is you know creating another obstacle as well because it's like he's he's you know fucked evie in a bathroom now later on now he's undercover he's like oh that's dorothy's sister yep okay yep 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's another thing that I really love about uh, the way that Emily does these stories is that uh, while the main characters, the main protagonist is the villain of the original story, she's mm-hmm. also flipped the characterization of the protagonist in the original story who is now the antagonist yeah. because they're also pieces of shit like that yeah. like she's made them like mm-hmm. totally awful too like they're not the they're not the quote unquote good guys anymore yeah there, there isn't there isn't any good guys so. yeah there are no good guys basically I mean it, even like we've said like Nick I mean technically he should be the good guy but he's obviously like a, a dirty cop so yeah yeah exactly yeah. So there's no good people in this. So yeah. if you are looking for a goody two shoes, but that's something that Emily always says, isn't it? Like at the beginning yeah. of the book, if you're looking for a good little innocent story, this isn't for you type thing. Yeah, yeah. And, but I also really like that because like, oh my God, you hate Dorothy in this. Oh, Like you hate her. She's just the worst. Because <laughs> the thing is, is we all know somebody like this version of Dorothy. Yeah. Who is like this little princess, this spoiled little princess, and it's like, oh, do you know what? You need to get your comeuppance and yeah. fast type thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. And uh, there's another, the other through point that this one actually threw me for a loop. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't expect it until later on, like when I like started to piece it together. But the whole, the character of Oz, like the wizard, the the Wizard of Oz, his name is. What is it? I think it's like Caleb or something. It's something with I a think C. So. It's like, yeah, it's like a like a boring name or whatever. And yeah. he's the man in the chair. He's like this this famous hacker that goes by Oz. Yeah. And him and Evelyn are like friends. And she she mentions that he's like her only friend. They've known each other since high school. And yeah. Um there's like this relationship that the two of them have together throughout and she's talking to him and and she eventually like confides in him and divulges information towards the end when she's like trying to figure out what the fuck to do about Nick and everything yeah and then you find out that he's he's a cop he's a fucking cop he's a cop from the very beginning and the fact that you know oh it just that just really wound me up because it's just like the one person because she didn't trust anybody did she nobody nobody only him but I mean not to a huge extent she trusted him as much as she needed to yeah um but yeah finding out that he was an agent it's like you piece of shit I know and when that I was like what like what I mean mean, how the hell would you feel you find out that your best friend is a cop and then yeah. you find out that the guy that you've fallen in love with is a cop. And it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 It's, oh my God. Poor girl. It, oh God. It, it's intense. Also, I, we, I, we have to talk about the, the money, the, the dirty money scene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Like. There's another scene in this that we'll, that we'll talk about, that we'll touch on as well. But this one in particular. <laughs> Quite literally dirty, dirty money. Literally dirty money. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. There, 
what is it? She's she's like down in the in the basement or whatever of the yellow brick, counting the money for I you know the sales and stuff I guess of like all of the the drugs and everything. And Nick comes, and this is like a whole. This is in the midst of their whole like I hate you, but I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> like yeah. like their whole that, thing. that perfect little you know trope that exists. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And. uh Nicholas is fighting with this like realization that she's like insane and like does like all these like crazy things and he's like but I really but I like her and like sometimes she's different with me but like also she's fucking nuts and uh then they 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 yeah they they get busy and there's like oh they do the dirty on the dirty money on the dirty money it's like on top of the piles of money yeah uh where is it uh this was like my favorite one my one of my favorite lines because some of them I highlighted one that was like before this where Nicholas says tell me to sit and eat like a good boy and I swear to god I'll fucking do it and I was Uh. like ha and then this is the scene but this is the scene where he spits in her mouth and like y'all if, if anybody did that to me i'd be like what do you think you're doing yeah, yeah like if my husband tried that shit i'd be like excuse me how very dare you <laughs> um but holy shit like the way that she does it in this i was like okay uh, okay cool um but yeah it's a good it's a it's a great scene it's great um and then afterwards they're like this was a mistake or whatever and all that business and then nick gets in trouble with his his like uh partner or whatever who's going through all of his undercover footage because nick is always wired he's always got a wire on him Mm -hmm. and it's got a little camera and so this dude has seen everything this is my question. Do you think his partner is supposed to be the scarecrow? Maybe. Because I'm thinking that his partner is supposed to be the scarecrow. Because I couldn't figure out who else could possibly be the scarecrow. Because I know that Ezekiel, the other guy that's like, that he uses as his in or whatever, mm-hmm. um, whose dad like died in prison and stuff. He's the, he's the cowardly lion. Like, yeah, it's basically confirmed at the end because she calls him a coward and like all this stuff. So Mm-hmm. um and his name's Ezekiel when they like make kind of like she references his hair kind of like yeah mane or whatever so that but I could not figure out for sure locking down who the scarecrow was so that I was like maybe it's this guy, maybe it's the partner maybe quite possibly if he only had a brain yeah 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 so I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. but anyway <laughs> He comes back to the guy who's he's like in a in a hotel room, you know, with all the like equipment and everything. And he's like, he gets on to him because he's like, I just had to delete evidence. Like we have yeah. no, like you think you got stuff, but we don't because you, you fucked huh? the target. Yeah, yeah. Like you like I can't I can't show them that. Like you're in, like you are are you he keeps like the whole you're in too deep, like. Mm-hmm. We need to put. He's like, you think I'm not good at my job? Blah blah blah, and all this <laughs> but, stuff. So, but um, can you separate it, Nick? Can you separate it? Yeah, mm-hmm. can you? Because the lot blurred lines, like you're getting yeah. a little. Um. 
so yeah it's just like I mean I think as well like the banter between <coughs> Evie and Nick as well is they both give it as much as they take it type thing I mean oh, yeah. I I highlighted I only highlighted two things at them but one of them was is I can't remember what they were talking about I think maybe her heels or something and then she said she says um they're six inches and then it's like her eyes drift to my lap as she starts the car but I'm not surprised you'd exaggerate and it's like girl (laughs) (laughs) that's why I, I think that's one of the great things is sometimes when people write female villains they try to make them quite they try to make them act like men type yeah. thing. Yeah. But I Emily hasn't done that in this. She she has made her a, she's a because she's a female and yeah. has made her a female villain type thing. Well, and she's she's sympathetic. Like mm. and she has a a vulnerability to her even though she does do like loses her temper and does some crazy stuff like the way that Emily kind of wrote her character is that she's kind of been boxed into this position yeah like since her sister died and her dad got out of jail and like came and took over like the mob and everything and she's basically being used by everybody around her obviously the whole the whole thing is that she's the supplier of the heroin it's the poppies she has a greenhouse of poppies which I was like this is fucking amazing I love it so much she's got a underground field of poppies that she uses to make the the heroin and she's the only one that can do it and like she's supplying it everything but she's being used like she's being used by her dad to do this and and nobody like trusts her she's she's kind of she was in charge or whatever sort of until her dad came out got out of prison yeah um and now she's been put like to the side for a man to like take control and everything. And there's this whole like power struggle. Um, but the she's so strong. I made, I made the connection as well is that she's the youngest. Yeah. And it was that connection that I had with Feyre in Akatar that mm. she's the youngest, but for some reason been put into this thing of like, you have to do all this, you have to. Right. Essentially, like, you know, she's doing all of this stuff because she's, you know, the supplier and everything like that. Without her, where would they be? Exactly. She's, you know, she's essentially funding Dorothy to be pouncing about and all yeah. of that type stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously that 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 obviously wasn't her intention, but I I saw that as a connection to Feyre in Africa. Yeah. Like the, no, the totally. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no and it's just like and it's she's got this she's got this like struggle for control I loved her the the little mantra that Emily had her do where she would like count back from 10 to try to calm yes. herself down which I like, think we all need sometimes <laughs> yeah and I thought it was really interesting that she's she's very um she has to be in control at all times. Like that's her like mindset. It's like, I have to be in control because if I lose it, people don't take me to, people don't take me seriously. And I was like, which, which, which is great because that is pretty much how it's like in society. Isn't no, it? exactly. Exactly. It's, exactly. you know, if a woman loses her cool, it's like, oh, well, she's a bit emotional type. Well, that's thing. the thing. It's like, if you compare it to the, the male uh, villain characters in her first two books, 
Hook and Scar, if either of them did the things that uh, Evelyn does in this one, nobody would call them hysterical and stuff. They're just they're yeah. just a villain. But because she is a female, yeah. they're 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 like she's crazy, she's psycho, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like I loved that. I loved that that it was like she's she's trying to keep herself calm because she's like people have to take me seriously and everything. Yeah. I I was like which, oh, it's good, but it's also so very sad. And then I remember Emily tweeted she tweeted something about that. Yeah, that, you know that you know male villains are just like cool and you know it's like oh he's just a male villain it's great. But with a yeah. woman it's like well she has issues and she needs to settle down type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. and again it's it's that Taylor Swift song isn't it you know the man yeah it's uh I do I do love it we need more stories like this I yeah. think where it's a female female villain um because especially with how Emily's written her yeah taking into account all of these things that women go through every single day yeah yeah I think, oh, well you need to calm down you're getting a bit emotional and it's like you know even though she's she's running things she's still working for the man type thing yeah you know yeah she's to behave type thing yeah which is and i mean there was, there was one quote that i highlighted it's the first one that i highlight highlighted and it's it's the from the pov of evie and all she says is he doesn't have much but he does have the fucking audacity i highlighted that like, one too i was like yes yes I'm gonna use that I was like yes I'm gonna use that every day of my life yeah yes doesn't and have Emily, to the fucking audacity yeah. Emily has some great lines too like I I highlighted a couple that are just like she's got a very beautiful way of of saying these things that she wants to come across because the one I uh Nicholas was saying it's all consuming as if she's ripped through my middle and placed her heart inside my chest, forcing it to beat. Like when he's starting to realize his feelings for her. Hmm. And then the next page he says, but if I'm her calm, then she is my chaos. And if I can't live with her forever, then I don't want to live at all. And it's just like, ah! And another another reference to uh wizard of oz where he says we're all just out here living you know roaming under clouds that are a thousand different shades of gray Mm -hmm. and i'm just like yeah it's like like we said at the beginning it's so subtle the stuff that she says when she you know takes things from wizard of oz and puts it in it um and it's such such a good like when when the reveal happens with uh with Oz she's like all this time I thought you were this mysterious guy living behind a curtain and playing fancy tricks with your computers Mm. oh 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 yeah that's Oz I love it it's so great um yeah it's just oh god I mean and I I really do hope that she continues to write I mean obviously we we with Emily that she always says that the clue to her next book is in the book and and we didn't know that until after we'd read Scarred and it was like yeah the name of the next book will always be in italics so it's like now we're like going through like oh gosh what could it be what could it be and I know Sarah found tainted and it's like twisted oh twisted yeah found twisted and it's like oh I highlighted it I highlighted it and I was like 
And people are saying it could be Jafar, Jafar and Jasmine. See, that was my first, that was my first gut thought when I she read. she says all twisted, doesn't she? Yeah, when she twists his, his like, mm-hmm. your, and your beard is so oh, twisted. Twist. Yeah. Haley, my sister, who's been on the podcast before, Haley was like, twisted could, al- could also be a twist, like <laughs> a twist on the word tangled. <gasps> oh, so, <clears throat> right. There's so many different options. I know that a lot of people, myself included, uh, would love it if she did Maleficent. Like I oh. would, I would go ham over that. I just, I actually just read, uh, which could make the vines and stuff. Right. And I, I just read Katie Roberts, uh, Queen Take Rose, um, from her Wicked Villain series, which is about Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty, which was amazing. So, uh, I would, oh God, I would, I would go ham, but anything she does really, I'm just like, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm all aboard. I'm all and aboard. I, and I, I do trip. sort of think that she'll, cause we even said this, didn't we? When we were trying to figure out what, before Wretched was even out, we were thinking, oh, what could she do next? But, and we were very much under the agreement that she she'll do something that hasn't been done before yeah because it's like with Hades and that's been done so many times right so I think that she won't do something that people expect which is and then when Wretched was released and it's like Wizard of Oz we were like whoa okay I mean I've yeah come across totally off left field like never that was like never one of our options no we were sticking with Disney yeah 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 which is great that's that opens it up for so many more like so many different options yeah it's just um it's emily's world we're just living in it uh (laughs) and the thing is is she's so lovely as well she's amazing and she's so active on like social media and everything it's great she's she's one of those authors that you're just like i love you (laughs) like you're you're just amazing she she hasn't put a foot wrong which is no love you know sometimes you find an author that you like and then they they do a book and you're like it's not for me but yeah she's she hasn't gone wrong yet yeah no definitely not it's all the the theories of like what could be next what could be next I know I can't I mean I can't wait and I love that she does like little like teasers and reveals and stuff um uh and these guys I know you can't see this because this is a a a sound medium but the covers of these books are some of my favorite Mm. favorite covers they're so unique I need to I know it's probably in here somewhere who the cover designer is uh cover design cat from trc designs uh bless you you. um but they're just so unique it's so cool like they're they're sparkly there's like smoke and then there's like the the icon board or whatever so like uh wretched is a heart a broken heart with like cogs and wheels and everything in it Mm -hmm. scarred is uh a crown yeah a crown that's kind of like it's a clock isn't it yeah, I think so. Is it, is it the clock? Yeah, it's the clock with blood on it. Um, it's great. Uh, they're just, they're so unique and I love the colors. Like they're kind of, Wretched is the first one that's kind of like a, a like bright, like yeah. green color. Um, but I love them. They're so, they're kind of like simple and understated. It's just, 
And because that's one of the things that people tend to, especially on book talk, that they don't like faces. So yeah. I like that Emily's sort of gone that way as in, you know, because it also doesn't tell you anything about the story either, which is what I like. Because, I mean, people still do it. They judge a book by its cover, even though we're yeah. not to. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's like what the the greatness that you're going to get is inside the book rather than right. on the outside. Yeah. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just she's it's classy. You know, yeah. I think. I think the I think everything about her books like you could put that under the bridge is that it's just very she does it so class like it's like classically done like it's just so yeah. it's um, not cheesy or yeah no it's, I mean even the that's one thing that um I I do like um because obviously we read a lot of smut because we are whores um but the way the sex scenes are written it's not it, it's done in a way well, it's done from the female perspective yeah oh is, you know speaking of sex scenes we forgot to talk about the gun play <laughs> oh good lord <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i've read that a few times and i remember when i first came across gunplay in general i was like oh i don't think it's gonna be for me oh no it is for me okay <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that, okay, so the first gunplay scene that I read in a book was in um, the sequel to, the sequel to, uh, oh shit, hold on, I gotta look it up, because it's actually a good book, and I think you guys, sh- that's another, that's a good recommendation. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, please. I'm pulling up my reading list um oh the sequel to her soul to take which is called her soul for revenge um and that was the first gunplay scene that i have have ever read and that in that scene the gun is a hundred percent not loaded like they they make it a point to to let you know that's not loaded which may i think for me as my first experience in the gunplay made it like more tolerable for me because yeah. I think that would have freaked me out. This one? Mm-mm. Safety off and everything. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. It's, it's very good. I mean, one of the um, gun plays that I came across recently was it's in Haunting, Haunting Adeline. And that was, that was a good thing. And then in Hunting Adeline, it then becomes a thing of how, to get her to come out of herself type thing um but yeah it's things like that this is why like I mean we always talk about trigger warnings with books right. and it's right. always especially with dark books even though to to us Wretched wasn't dark compared to what we I were. would definitely say that Emily while they are dark romances and she does have like obviously warnings that she says you know look on my website if because I'd rather you go in blind but look on the website if you're you know if you need to uh she's it's mild it's pretty mild compared to some of the other stuff that we've read yeah I mean the thing is is when you when you go through trigger warnings um when when stuff has like a gun play or knife play or something like that I'm just thinking okay it, it's not normally what I would go for but it's not going to stop me reading it type thing and then when right. you do read it you're like oh okay I, I'm into that <laughs> type if it's thing. done well like yeah. as long as it's not just like gratuitously put in there just to for <laughs> for for the sake of shock value because yeah. I feel like in this one 
like the way that she writes this scene first off it's a it's also a voyeurism like scene at the same yes. time because this happens in like an alley outside of the yellow brick I think uh-huh. uh and he plays it up that like oh there's people at the end of the alley so like watching, watching us yeah. like aren't she like and the she's amount and off, a woman and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and she's getting off on that and then when they're done she realizes that he was lying like there wasn't yeah. anybody there but uh it's it, it kind of like happens sort it like okay gunplay is never natural like obviously like that's like <laughs> like you can't really not but mm. but it 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 comes about kind of naturally like it just yeah. it's not just like random like you know she's laying on the bed and he's like I'm gonna go and get my gun type right yeah. and it's obviously not done in a violent manner either no. it's no. done very intimately and it's because that's that's I think that's the line yeah. like that can get crossed into this is not okay and like the trigger warnings can be like very valid for like that kind of stuff yeah. is if it crosses over into like this is being done in a in a in a violent um yeah in a violent connotation this was not it was uh, it was for pleasure and nothing yeah 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 mm-hmm. and I found it really interesting the way she was like describing the uh the uh like parts of the gun like the yeah so it was uh yeah it was like ribbed you guys should reread it you should read it again if you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Woo! getting a little getting a little hot uh, busted. yeah yeah <laughs> why did we start talking about that oh yeah because we were talking about like we read we're whores and we read a lot of smut yes um something that won't ever change um, no, and, and whilst that won't be a leading theme in the books that we choose um more than likely m- most of the time it will yeah be. just just be, just just because that's what we read yeah yeah and I mean like uh obviously we'll tr- we'll try to throw in some uh you know tamer ones uh yeah but my thing is that I have moved on to a point in my like reading habits and in my life that like YA doesn't really cut it for me anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like, I also really strongly feel like I, I enjoy stories that have some element of romance in them. That's yeah. just, that's just something that like, it, it, it really draws me in. Um, <laughs> yeah. obviously, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I've I've read books, uh, you know, that don't really have um, a romance stuff, and like that'll happen. Like sometimes I'll find a book that's really good. Like uh, I'm trying to think of one that I've read kind of recently that didn't really have it. Um, I mean, uh, like obviously, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like The Handmaid's Tale, I those are some of my favorite. I read the sequel to that um, relatively recently when it came out. That doesn't read, I mean, it has a little bit, but not really. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I, I I also really like horror horror books too. I haven't read one in a while, but um, mm-hmm. one time, we'll, I'll get to one eventually. Because um, I sort of feel like once, you, once you've read some of that stuff, like if you read a dark romance or you read smart or you read something like that, you it sort of changes how you feel about books in general. And I yeah. think um 
because I read a lot of smart stuff and I read a lot of dark stuff. I mean, nothing, I haven't come across anything that's made me go, oh, no, I can't read this. I can't continue doing this. Um, and because of some of the books that I've read, I, I do find it difficult to then go back to like a, I don't want to say an ordinary book because that's, I, I feel that that can be quite offensive, but yeah, a book where not much happens, where it is just literally a, a girl meets a guy, they have a little romance and then it happily ever after. Type right. I, I do. I feel that I have to have a proper plot. Yeah. Now I can't just have a little lovey-dovey. Yeah. So I think there has to be something that happens. Yeah. I like go in between. I've gotten like this pattern of, of how I'm, how I read stuff recently where I'm like really heavy fantasy lore, like world where it's like world building and there's a lot of shit being thrown (laughs) at you and like all that stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, to cool down from that, I'm going to read uh a book about a dragon with two dicks like you know like I finished Kingdom of Ash and I was like okay it's time to get my it's all about balance yeah and then after the really smutty stuff I'll be like you know what I'm in the mood for a cute little you know romantic rom-com thing like Hmm. uh Book Lovers is about to come out which is by Emily Henry um that's a new uh that's one of uh, an author that I really like she wrote Beach Read and People We Meet on Vacation um her new one's coming out on Tuesday I'm getting my sister's already gotten me a, a book dealer my book dealer already has a has one held off for me uh so I'll you know I'll read that in between stuff but yeah like you said it's all about balance like we go like yeah. kind of like back and forth and then and then and then, and then Claire's over here like demons and stalkers <laughs> and serial killers <laughs> yeah I have a tie and reverse harem oh goodness yeah that's my very it's like the more dicks the better okay like I'm just not satisfied by one anymore it's gotta be (laughs) it's it's gotta be at least three (laughs) I feel like that's part of my that's like my fault I opened up Claire's world it is it it 100% is Lindsay's fault you know she introduced (laughs) me to Paris not physically obviously but you know, I mean, first of all, because we've never clarified, so, you know, <laughs> but yeah, just to clarify it in, in the fictional world, she introduced me to Paris. Um, and since then that has, you know, exploded, uh, if you pardon the pun, um, my, my brain in a sense. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I can't, I can't just do normal stuff anymore. I really, I really need to, I think the, one of the next books that I think it's, I think this is one that we might do for book club. So I don't want to like say the title of it yet because I don't want to like ruin it. But I think one of the ones that we'll do for book club in the next couple of months is a reverse harem. Because the last reverse harem that I tried was Den of Vipers and I, I DNF'd that one. Claire finished it, but I was I did. like- I devoured that. Yeah, Claire, Claire yeah. devoured that one. And I was just not into it. <laughs> and I've realized that it's so funny is that like, uh I have not read a whole lot of reverse I think that was like the only reverse harem that I attempted I've just been reading a lot of like Katie Robert which is like thruples and and like foursomes and like all like a but like so what so I I like you know the the more the barrier yeah Yeah, the more Mm -hmm. the barrier it's just I haven't found a reverse harem that I really was like 
on top of but I have high hopes for the one that we might do for book club um okay. so. I mean even if we don't do it for book club you know just give me that title and I'll yeah. be like yep totally down yeah. for it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's but like yeah like I was we were saying I I I, I do definitely lean more towards something that has some kind of romance in it yeah because that's just what that's just what I enjoy reading about you know like hmm. I love yeah love. I mean that's it 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 gives you like a little something well and that's not that's not saying that YA doesn't have romance like they they do it's just it's children most of the time and I I've moved yeah. on from children <laughs> from yeah. reading about children I mean, it's like, it's, it's good in like, say with Sarah J Maas is that when at least one of the characters is like 500 years old. Right. Thing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But like, I, I don't think that I could ever delve back into like a twilight type thing. Because yeah. Like you, you can't, we're both in our thirties. So it's like, we can't identify with that. Type. My thing is that I, I know it's marketed as YA Throne of Glass, which is like, we both just like finished that recently. I know it's marketed as YA, but I do not consider it consider it YA. No. First book, yes. Maybe, but like I don't I don't understand what is the 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 determining factor for what's considered YA or is it like literally the smut? Because it has to be uh because the violence yeah. in throne of glass like the descriptions of like the themes and the violence and, and things that happen are so intense and just so some of it is traumatizing like some of it is is very hard to read mm. but it's still YA and I'm like why is that yeah. I mean how- it's, it wasn't until like the fourth book where it got to on the back that it started saying for mature readers and right. it said you said why um yeah yeah I mean I still struggle with that because even with like media and stuff like movies and tv series it's like you know they say that it's it's family friendly but sometimes it's like oh is it though type thing yeah, yeah so I don't it's... really know where that yeah I don't know. <laughs> sorry guys um but yeah no I yeah it's it's very strange to me uh but yeah I've I but as a majority I've moved away from YA stuff yeah because just I think at for me personally I guess like as a mature adult who newsflash does have sex um I am shooketh what I'm shooketh Sure. I just thought that your daughter was dropped off by a stalk. I, I hatched her. <laughs> I am shooketh. <laughs> but yeah, um, sex is like the logical conclusion to like a romantic con- connection for me. So I want that yeah. to be there. Um, yeah, none of this obvi- fake black stuff because that really does you know although there are some good ones that are like you know adult ones that kind of get close but then don't go all the way like it's still technically fade the fade the black but you get a little bit yeah you, um, it, it just it normally cuts off just as he's about to you know right penetrate type thing but they still like that foreplay right of it. Yeah. and and Addie LaRue 
which is a really, really good one by B. Schwab. Um, they don't ever describe it, but she she writes about it like in this very poetic like prose. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of another book that did kind of something similar. Oh, uh, Song of Achilles. Crush oh, my right, heart. Yeah. Crush my heart and stomp me into the dust. Um, you don't get a, <laughs> you know, a lot of explain. Like, there's no like explicit yeah. smut, mm-hmm. but it's it's alluded to. Yeah. So like, obviously we're we're whores twenty four seven, but not like you know, not like, like salon. Yeah. I am cultured sometimes, you know, yeah. like it's not um, all like you know all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. Uh, I'm not ashamed. No of my tendencies okay i don't that's why i actually love because things are very different now like you know years ago it was very much like can't really you can't show people don't look at my book don't look at my book but i think like a huge thing for that was 50 shades i think that kind of broke it a bit because you know people were sat there on the bus just completely not ashamed at all oh yeah yeah i mean whilst they are very shit books i think it did a lot for that genre yeah of books definitely yeah. definitely definitely <laughs> um yeah it really it really like opened up that whole thing like nobody's gonna be ashamed of this now which is great i love it and that's what's um, great about kindles as well right think? right you gotta, you gotta work on those poker faces well yeah. and a lot of a lot of authors nowadays are at least some of the indie authors like katie robert um and like her contemporaries are starting to offer discreet covers yeah which is cool it's cool I love that I love that that's Mm -hmm. like an option for people like if you're still like don't want to be just like yeah uh, like like a half naked man on the front line right right and I'm actually Mm kind of glad that we've moved sort of away from that like historical romances and stuff still keep to that kind of cover but uh I like that we've kind of moved to to more attractive covers I guess I mean like for example it happened one summer that you wouldn't have never have thought that that and the cartoon covers baby yeah the same as the love hypothesis as well you never would have thought you know it was just sort of reading you're like oh wait a second wait a second and then there you go yeah that's the thing about that particular set subsection of like the rom-com genre is like people think that cartoon cover means it's just like <laughs> like yeah, sweet blah 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 but oh, Tessa yeah. Bailey has proved us wrong yeah it's just like yeah it's a sweet little thing there you go oh Bam. Wow. thanks <laughs> I love it it's added cool. bonus thank you <laughs> amazing um yeah. it's great but yeah so <sighs> welcome to book club you guys yes. we made it I'm so excited and we will, of course, put the Discord link if anybody wants to. But we will also say that you can join. Um, you can be a silent member and you yeah. don't always have to read the book. That No obligation chosen. whatsoever. You um, can I, still I, listen yeah. to these episodes and enjoy them if you don't. Like if it's a book in particular that you know that you're probably not going to read because of the things that are involved mm-hmm. or like you're not interested in that, you can still listen to the episode and yeah. like get to know what it's about. We'll, we'll always be respectful i mean and we will always say trigger warnings read them you know we yeah. don't want to we don't want to force anybody to feel uncomfortable 
yeah um if we read anything particularly dark which may may happen you know um we'll i'll try to either put it in the show notes or we'll say like at the top uh like we'll like explicitly say hey we're gonna discuss this thing so maybe skip it um so but yeah we'll do our best yeah um next month or this month i guess because we're we're posting this in the beginning of may i mean Uh, you may as well drop this one because you were the one that came up with this so i'm so excited i'm so excited oh okay and also we will say that we'll always try and pick a book that's on kindle unlimited right 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 so it's Mm -hmm. it's you know if you have ku there you go. It's right there at your yeah. fingertips. So uh, the next book for book club is going to be Deceived by Gargoyles by Lillian Lark. You guys. Trigger trigger warnings, you guys. Yeah. On this one. You guys, if you're not into monster stuff, that's totally fine. But we won't judge you. We just I'm a slut. I'm a slut for the monster uh monster dick so uh (laughs) but yeah uh what are the trigger warnings they're so lovely i we i think we went through them um yeah i think it was breeding breeding and something else yeah uh dear content warning dear reader deceived by gargoyles includes breeding without pregnancy body shaming by the villain stalking by the villain family estrangement lying and deception within an open relationship. Be kind to yourselves. But also there's like nodding um, and stuff. So- uh, I mean, I, I, I think the stalking will, I think that will attract, attract a certain Scottish lady. Oh yeah. She's going to be on top of this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so get, get excited. We'll drop this in the Discord so that everybody knows. Yep. uh what one to do and uh the next couple of episodes obviously of the podcast will be back to our our regular shenanigans um yes one of them I, being the mcu rewatch which is thor wasn't it yeah dark thor world. the dark world is the next one uh but yeah uh welcome to I'm, book club yeah welcome guys so happy to have you And we will talk to you next week. Bye.